Hello. 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 Oh, can, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh, Yay. wow. How are you? How was your weekend? You said that it was your mum's, uh, your mother's birthday at, at the weekend? On uh, Wednesday. Yeah, oh, last week. Okay. Yeah, last okay. week. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, she turned 83. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so we had a, we had a big Zoom Zoom party with uh, friends and families from, gosh, all over the states and uh, now and also across the Atlantic Ocean here to Norway. So it was really fun. It yeah, was really fun. She loved it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's great. So I wanted to um, talk to you more about um, uh, the work that you recently had at Oslo uh, Kunstverening, if that's okay, called Prime. Absolutely. Um, can you? Would you mind um, just giving me a brief um, sort of description of the work from your point of view? Well, it is a, uh, in this instantiation, a, a work of five uh, handcrafted wooden benches uh, that I designed uh, that are part of a, comp- a vocal composition. Uh, the composition is meant for a tactile experience, meaning that when you enter the exhibition space, uh, the bench, you you enter into uh, an audible soundscape of polyphonic voices, and uh, but it's when sitting upon one of the benches that you actually are connected to that voice through the vibration of the sound through the wood and into the the seated body. Um, I was long interested in vibration as typified by the physicality of, of bass frequencies, and uh, that was at play in and, uh, yeah, a few pieces, especially uh, earlier on. And uh, Prime, I conceived of um, a few years before I actually uh, made it or actual, actualized it for the Kuchi Musiris uh, Biennial in southern India. Mm. And uh, I, I was interested in... Um, Again, you know, establishing a physical sense of connectivity to sound uh, through vibration and uh, also to to other bodies and other uh, experiences. Uh, they're just connecting one person to another and with a different kind of physicality. And it's very interesting now, of course, uh, today or in, in what has been at play the past few months, where our um, ability to to have that kind of physical connection to to meet someone and and shake their hand or give them a hug uh, has been uh, uh, frustrated. I mean, we have been told to keep distance, so we yeah. have been not allowed to have that that human contact. Uh, so uh, this this work is one that has uh, established a different kind of physicality through the connection of sound and voice and and the body do you mean connection between um um the um two different um participants or 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 people experiencing the work or the or the connection between the the person whose voice it is right and right the, exactly the the, the the just the, the physical connection uh, first of all uh to the voice that you mm. are experiencing mm. uh emanating from the the bench uh, that you're seated upon Mm. and uh, again just thinking about uh, how for for thousands of years this idea of vibration as being 
something that connects all things uh, has been quite prevalent in um, particularly in uh, uh, various Eastern uh, philosophies. And I think it's interesting in, in recent uh, decades through Western science, they've been looking at similar concepts through string theory, of course, uh, being one of them, mm. um, the idea that it's uh, vibration. And what is sound but vibration? So, so when we're talking about vibration, mm. you know, on any kind of scale, we are talking about uh, sound um, uh, in a sound in a broad sense so not just mm. sound that you can feel or hear through your ears but but sound as a vibration and uh, limiting the idea of sound to uh, the sort of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz experience uh, of hearing that human beings have is a very mm. human-centric way of understanding sound and vibration and it, of course it will be limiting it will limit itself to to understanding uh what sound and vibration can mean on much larger and much uh smaller microscopic scales uh as as well so so yes i was thinking about um just this uh connectivity of of one body uh, to another through the voice hmm. uh, uh, as emanating, as vibrating this this physical bench. Uh, it becomes a, a kind of a meditation in a way. In fact, when I was exhibiting the work in, in India, uh, one woman asked me how long the meditation was. And I thought that was a wonderful, <laughs> I thought that was a wonderful question. I thought yeah, it was absolutely. because I really, you know, even though I specifically was thinking about you know this kind of vibration i mean you know when when i say vibration it's not just that all sound vibrates i was specifically mm. also thinking about uh the kind of vibrating use of the voice that vibrates mm. the body that is common to all cultures and um, we experience mm. that through humming uh, we experience that through moaning in pain or in ecstasy. We experience that in certain types of uh, chanting. Um, it could be a meditation om or such as a t mm. Tibetan monk chant. So this mm. way of vibrating the um, the, the voice and, and the chest is a very uh, natural way and very old way of, of utilizing the voice uh, for uh, experiencing uh, pleasure, but also as resolving pain and just sort of um, uh, connecting to to and expressing a very heightened uh, experience uh, mm. through through the body, and it's a, it's I think it's a very wonderful um, natural use of the voice, and it's that very specific uh, commonality. Uh, of vibration uh, through this sort of humming, moaning, chanting that I wanted to to uh, to work with in in prime. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, something that really struck me as um, experiencing the work is its uh, function as an almost um, uh, well, it ends up being quite an empathic. It's like a machine for empathy, you know, because mm, mm, it's mm, the the way mm. that you. It's not just that you experience the vibrations through your body, for me, the experience was almost as though I were the one doing the singing because mm, my yes, body yes. was vibrating yes. in that same way. Absolutely. And it Absolutely. ends up being indistinguishable from the physical mm -hmm. sensation of singing. And that's super interesting. I've never had mm -hmm. that experience before. Oh, thank you, Mark. I think that's wonderful. I mean, that's really 
that that is absolutely an experience that uh, can happen, especially the longer that you uh, participate mm. in. And I'd even call it a performance. I mean, this really uh, is it's one of the works that for me, um, it becomes more of a, of a performance piece because it is dependent upon the bodies who uh, are at play and interact with uh, with mm. the benches and, and the sound uh, emanating from them. So that, yes, you do uh, feel as if this music is coming through you because it is, and it does activate that. And mm. I've had people actually send me videos of themselves performing with this work. And, and oh, it's, wow. it's, yeah, it's very, you know, it's, it's it's very interesting, you know, what whatever um, whatever response that they have. I think the fact that they people felt so moved to do it naturally and wanted to even share that is is, is quite um, phenomenal. I think it's very wonderful, and it's it's not at all something that I can say I expect to happen or I hope to uh, to evoke in people. It's something that uh, uh, you know once. It, you put something out there and then you, you observe it and, 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 and wonder at the responses. I mean, it's a, it's, and this is Mm. one of those moments. I think it's very, uh, a wonderful study in, in, in empathy, as you, as you say, Mm. but also Mm. in the power of the voice. I mean, Mm. the voice is, is, uh, one is probably the Mm. most powerful instrument that we have ever had Mm. control of. And, Mm. and we've had, you know, a million years of evolution, uh, to, to get it that way. So, mm-hmm. so this is also something very much at play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's the, the voice is performative by nature because it, it needs to be. Uh, and uh, in that you have this, very, this uh, sort of tension between um, comfort and, and, uh, and empathy and certainly uh, this feeling of authoritative uh, command and and instruction. You know, so you have care and authority wrapped up in this same uh, expression of, of of the voice. But um, the the voice is complicated because it needs to be all of those things uh, from the minute that uh, mm. it is recognized as a voice by another human being and certainly uh, a, a newborn human being who who mm. has heard the voice in the womb as the the first orientation to to sound in a way the strongest orientation to to sound and and that uh uh that new being's own body it, it's it's quite uh it, it's uh uh so so in that prime allows the work to tap into some very very old and mm-hmm. primal um, primal not no pun intended but yes uh from 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 all of this the the title of the piece has emerged prime uh because the, <laughs> the work has allowed does allow uh, uh a tapping into these very very old and and uh embedded uh mm. reactions mm. to to the human voice and and coming mm. through our own body mm. So it's 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 a very um, activating. It's mm. a very holistic experience. We'll mm. say, you know, singing mm. belongs to the whole body. It's not just the voice. You know, it mm. activates the whole brain, but also it vibrates the the the, the larynx. It vibrates the chest and mm. and 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 starts the blood flowing. Uh, it's it's a powerful tool. Uh, mm. It's a powerful tool of healing as well as empathy and uh, and mm. of course for social bonding as well so i think it's also very interesting uh going back to 
to prime uh, these very simple benches. Uh, for some, they might recall benches from, from a church or they might recall benches from uh, any kind of very sort of communal setting. But um, mm. I was very curious to, to, to observe people in the, the beginning to, to see how comfortable they would be just with other people. I mean, sometimes, you know, you can, you can see certain awkwardness, just, just even mm. just sitting down next to somebody else, you know, across the, the mm. room that you don't know, just sharing an experience. And it was mm. really wonderful to see that, uh, that uh, insecurity would dissolve so quickly. And the, the time that the average person gives to this piece is really quite long. And, and it, 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 uh, mm really shows the ability of that work to draw people into its space, uh, into a space where they, um, where their self-consciousness as an individual in a space, in, this, in a separate space, uh, becomes dissolved and they allow themselves to, to become united and as a participant within that communal or shared experience and i think it's quite beautiful it's mm. something that i came to just by watching people in certain situations where i didn't expect uh reactions and and movements that that the work received and 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 then just thinking about that even mm. more and and wondering how can these kinds of uh, installation experiences become more like performative pieces in which the audience is actually an active participant in in enlivening the work and bringing it to 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 life? I mean, of course, you know the prime when when it's in Oslo Kunstforeningen and no one is there. It's the sound is still running. The benches are still vibrating. It's still active, but. Uh, I'm not sure I would say that it's complete unless it has a body there that is uh, completing mm. the the cycle in a way, you know, completing the loop. And uh, because I think that uh, because that element, that that seated body, even the 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 the, the one who's wandering around, almost about to sit down on a bench, uh, mm. is is um, really what uh, enacts this work. It's what uh, makes mm, it alive. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Um, in terms of, of, of um, work, any kind of, uh, uh, of artwork resisting, um, resisting being um, kind of placed by any subject matter or story or anything, it's like m music is a field in which we have no trouble, like music is not axiomatic, it never has been, it's always been an abstraction. Even, right. you know, even um, narrative music or anything like that, it's like we, we, we've never sought the same kind of answers from um from music that we do sometimes from from other kind of cultural fields of particularly i guess contemporary art that we don't we we have no problem because it is so um um i don't know because it's so embodied and because the response to it is so visceral or something it's it's really no problem for music to be about harmonic tension or um rhythmic mm -hmm. tension or the interplay between the between the two or yeah it's um it doesn't have to be about anything we've never had those demands right, of music. exactly exactly yeah I, I and i think that um uh, again uh the my music is an experience and it's it's one of the experiences that uh that we mm. can use to to speak to mm. all experiences in mm. a way. Yeah, well, I mean, that speaking about it in, to, in in terms of being open to um to other kind of contemporary resonances or different resonances, um, 
than um, than those that are that that perhaps were the progenitor or, or one of the progenitors of the work. It's um, in the current um, pandemic. It seems to take on this extra resonance to me. Or, or, or and I, I think about um, the I think about sound as transmission. I think about um, uh, the evolution of song uh, as almost like a virus you know like this and and the ability that we have as humans to sing together um and be distant um that really can cut through the the because as you say that the voice has this ability to kind of carry vibration and still we can we can touch people with our voices at a distance is what i'm trying to say Absolutely. And, and a distance, mm. a temporal distance or a spatial distance or any mm-hmm, kind of distance. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's remarkable. And I forget about that. And then sitting in that room and the benches are spaced apart almost, you know, like exactly the kind of the, the recommended meter apart from each other as purely <laughs> accidentally, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then yeah. there's these recorded voices. And I don't, as a listener, I don't know when the voices are from or where they're from or anything, but it's... And it is, it's, uh, um, my body is responding to it physically. It's really, it's, it has this extra kind of resonance considering the situation that we now find ourselves in. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and that's what the work should have. I mean, that's really mm. what, what, what it's about. And, uh, and I appreciate you sharing your experience with it. And uh, I think uh, I, I'd like to speak of, of the work as little as possible because I, it's one of the experiences mm. that, uh, well, I've been speaking a lot, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't give instructions. I, mm. I yeah. you know, it, yeah. it's um, hopefully someone will enter the space and, and be encouraged to just sit on a bench, whether they mm. expect to have uh, an, a heightened experience from it or not because when you mm. enter the, the room you can hear the sound mm. and and i have seen uh people in various uh versions of the installation uh come in and you know the ones who are sort of hesitant you know they, they're ready to give their sort of 15 seconds to, to any any work you know come mm. in listen and mm. and walk around a little bit and uh ready to 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 leave out of the, the next door uh and and um and not even and, and, and hesitate to sit because there are mm. some who just, you know, there's this kind of participation and uh, it's like, mm. okay, you know, uh, not expecting that there should be another uh, layer to the experience uh, mm. until they do. And that surprise is, is really, is really nice. And it's, and it's, it's, it's quite um, special, especially when they see um, it, it is like a virus. I mean, when mm. there are other bodies who are, are seated, so long and and in a way that they seem very attentive it's not that they're just kind of sitting and and checking their email and and mm. you know while they're listening to something that's happening around them but you can tell by by mm. reading the bodies that something else is going on and so that encourages you to mm. to sit down as well and 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 become a part of that even if you don't really understand yet mm. uh what experience that you what ex, what the experience is that you are about to enter into and it's mm. a very it's very interesting to 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 watch this uh kind of transformation and then of course you know you have people lingering for a long time or you know some even just lying down and closing their eyes and mm. it's, it's it's wonderful um i see a preoccupation in your work with with feedback um 
and I'm interested in maybe looking at how that relates to uh, the virus as well, like the, an understanding of feedback as a as a natural um, engine, um, yeah, and how that how, how how that can feed into your understanding of the of the the virus at the moment. Right, right, uh, exactly. I mean, I I just had an interesting um, interview conversation with a friend of mine, a pianist who mm. uh, I, I perform with and I've known for for many years, and and uh, talking a lot about music and particularly his music through uh, this situation that we have with the the pandemic, and 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 uh, in that conversation, and, and now I'm, I was very interested in. Uh, this idea of, uh, or are we looking at the system aesthetics, which was a, a term and a concept that was coming uh, out of the cultural field uh, from the late 60s uh, in particular, and uh, through uh, a rethinking of of art, uh, moving away from the idea of art as, as an object, but art as a uh, potentially a, 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 a an integrated system, for example, uh, generative system, uh, and also coming mm. from from music and uh, um, music and art. This this intersection and uh, feedback was certainly something that was also at play in that at that time. Uh, I, I use feedback a lot today uh, because I'm very interested in this this notion of. Uh, the voice of the room as something that we have been uh, trained to to suppress because usually if you are performing or you're you are giving a speech you don't want feedback to come from uh, be emanating between your microphone and and the speakers because you want the clarity and the the signal whatever signal it is that you think mm. is uh, uh, relaying the uh, valuable information, the valuable sonic information versus the noise. Mm. And I think it's also in my um, my interest in, in re-looking at this idea of noise, you know, this set of boundaries, you know, what is the signal and what is the noise? And how can we look at the noise as, or when do we look at the noise as itself a signal to to be read? And mm. uh, that uh, is the part of the conceptual basis for my interest in, in feedback. And so thinking of the, the pandemic, I mean, of course, we, we naturally think of, of uh, the virus and, and the disease that it causes as, as a, an enormous disruption to our existence, to our lives, to the systems that we have created in order to uh, carry on our day to day and put forth our values. So in that sense, mm. it certainly constitutes a noise. And yet, if you, uh, again, thinking of the zoom lens, if this pandemic is, is a, a microscopic uh, phenomena, then we need to open up the zoom lens again and say, okay, well, let's, let's broaden it out and say, well, huh, if we look at the system, this integrated network called nature, of which we are very much a part, there is no boundary between our life our existence and and some outside thing called nature you know we belong to this integrated system and yet within that i would certainly say that it is human existence human beings the way that we've been carrying on for 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 centuries uh, that is has is constituting the noise it's it is the disruption in that system that we call mm. nature it is you know the human being 
as noise is what has been causing uh, the, the the situation with the Anthropocene that we are dealing with mm. now. So yeah. I think it's interesting. So so in one sense we have um, once we have a noise a, a set an, an idea of of noise is something that. Uh, we that is uh, dispensable. Uh, we want to get rid of, and yet we have to also acknowledge that the way we have been functioning and defining ourselves within this integrated system of nature, uh, we constitute the noise in that system. So, so it's it's a so in this kind of thinking and and broad and uh, it's 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 about questioning. It's it's about looking at um, these concepts and saying, okay, well, how how can we uh, reduce uh, the noise that we are and and uh, bring this this signal uh, that we would call nature uh, into uh, a greater sense of uh, audibility uh, or stability in a way and I think that kind of thinking is is, is very interesting so and, and and looking at the space of noise and certainly my work with feedback as well it's not um, about um, finding a singular answer or, or a singular definition, because as I mentioned, uh, uh, something that we consider noise on the one hand could uh, certainly becomes a signal of, of something else, uh, depending on the perspective. Uh, but I think it's it's a very interesting way of of a questioning of of, re, of uh, releasing control, for example, mm. um, and allowing uh, for other voices, other experiences to to have uh, a more democratic part in what we think is is the the valuable information uh the valuable experience uh or just the set of values uh themselves so when i use feedback in a performance uh i never know what's going to happen until mm. i start allowing it to be created mm. uh i can have a, a sound check i can have a rehearsal mm. uh, uh either alone for a solo performance or with another body um, in an empty room and then it fills up with other bodies and it's a very different experience. And so I, I, I really like that. It's, it's allowing me to, to, to have an openness to, I don't want to say a chaotic experience because it's not chaos. I mean, there's a very specific uh, set of physics at play. Mm, mm. So for our uh, all intents and purposes, you know, a lot of that is, you know, we, we call that sort of chaos, the space of the unknown, the space of the, the uncontrollable. But I allow, I, I enjoy allowing that um, aspect of uncontrollability as, uh, as a factor at play uh, when I'm performing. And, um, and so this, yeah, this, this constitutes a lot of my interest in, in this and, uh, or in the space of noise and, and in feedback. Um, in, in a similar way that we, see or we have seen that amidst the the turmoil that has been created with the pandemic amidst the heartache from the loss of jobs and the loss of lives we have also seen that this this quieting of our activity over just a span of a few weeks a few months has had a tremendous and very immediately readable positive effect on the environment we have seen how quickly uh, the rest of the world, uh, the rest of nature, uh, is ready to to climb back in, to to bounce and, and and resound again by the quieting of our noise, the quieting of our disruptive signal. And I think that is something very positive that has come out of this. 
what we will be able to do with this information, to what extent will we be able to adjust our activities remains to be seen. But I think, I hope that some focus will remain on mm. that. Wow, I hope so too. <laughs> I've um I've uh, I've worked a little bit with um with uh, with video feedback and I think the thing that um really intrigues me and it is I mean it, it kind of does relate to chaos in the mathematical sense and it was used a lot as um as an example um uh, in the early development of chaos theory um, video feedback because it, it it's possible for it to very quickly reach a point. You're controlling a lot of different parameters, and I imagine it's the same with music or with sound sonic feedback. But I've never worked with it. Um, but you're there's a yeah a sort of specific set of parameters, and you're trying to find that sweet spot where it is generative in the way that that you subjectively find aesthetically or intellectually pleasing. Um, and with video feedback, it's always for me that it reaches this point where it's creating. Um, almost like zebra stripes or like the ripples in sand dunes and they they mm, stay mm-hmm. there and it mm-hmm. looks like that and it copies itself over and over again and you can see that that process of self-replication mm. um, and so for the viewer to be able to see that process to me that's what I'm always after because then it becomes an understandable phenomena right right that's wonderful um, so it becomes legible right right um, right and it's so there's this way of um, and that's so interesting to think about applying that to a broader ecological system. I mean, I've never, yeah, I've never thought like that in the way that you do to, to think about, um, you know, that where the noise or that how do you work with the noise or even what constitutes the noise and the signal is completely even that, that, that there's, to some extent there's a false dichotomy, because if you go deep into what is called the noise, there is, a, there's a system, there's a beauty, there's, there's a natural order in that that we are familiar with um, and that we can work with, certainly. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yes, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's part of our uh, evolution also to look for patterns within yeah. the noise. I mean, this is also what, what gave us constellations. I mean, looking up at mm. the stars and then seeing this sort of chaos of these bright lights. I mean, we didn't have to to start connecting the dots and giving them names, but we did because this is mm. what we feel we need to do as mm. as as human beings to to mm. make sense of the chaos. And this has also given us, uh, you know, religions uh, as as well as as ways to try to to uh, <laughs> yeah, make some right. sort of logic in mm. the the chaos and and meaning into the, the cha- what we perceive as a chaos of our lives or, or mm, yeah, totally. uh, even if it's not chaotic you know why why do we do this or why have we do we go through this so it's mm. i think it's it's very it, it is very interesting and i and and i i like uh your attraction to making it readable as well and uh i think um somehow we have been given this 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 big uh story uh in in this this case that is very readable i mean we we can read it you know we have read it and we are reading it and uh we Mm. uh, it's a very interesting uh uh dissonance between um perspective perspectives of of noise you know we constitute a noise in 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 one environment i would say this you know this large environment of 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 nature the life force uh Mm. And within that, um, we are 
experiencing a different kind of, of, of noise, something that we have defined as a noise. And yet one is, is feeding into a different reading of the other. And, and I hope that we, as I, as I said already, will be able to take advantage of this uh, that has been given us and not mm. just seek to go, go back so immediately to the way things were, uh, but think uh, how can we hold on to this uh, this quieting of, of our noise to some degree? I, I really hope that is something that would come out of that because that would be so positive. And mm. there's been so much grief, there still is, and there's so much life lost. Uh, I, I really hope that the, the only thing that uh, we gain from this is just uh, nothing. <laughs> just going back to the way it was as quickly as possible. And I hope that the, 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 the future politicians are able to refer back to this and, and put their finger on the problem because the problem is clear. It's been made clear so strongly now. And in spite of all the distortions and, and speak about noise, you know, noise in a different sense, it's, but, you know, in, in spite of all the distortions, the untruths and just the political noise uh, that's been uh, pushed out in, in, in the face of this, uh, I really hope that the, the, the signals of change are, are loud enough to, to ring through. Mm. I think this is going to be the endless source of, of so many, so much creativity and so much thought and philosophy to come uh, from now. I'm really curious how, how yeah. it's going to shape itself, uh, yeah. what we have learned from this uh, as, as, as societies. You have to be optimistic. We have mm. to be optimistic. Mm. Mm. <laughs> or we're just not going to get out of it. I mean, you know, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. we—that's our only hope, you know, to mm. to really feel that uh, something positive is is possible. Mm. Fantastic. No, it was, it was good talking to you. I yeah, enjoyed it. you and, again. Yeah, 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 you too. Wonderful. Okay. All right, Enjoy Camille. the rest of Martin. Thank yeah, you so much thanks. for a nice conversation. Yeah, you too. All the best. Okay. Bye. Bye.